Lord, where is my ring? Girl, why does this happen? I just don't understand. Why are we like this? I'm so over this. Should we break up? Is he into me? Am I playing myself? Is it over? What is happening? Ladies, this is Charlie Penn. You are listening to The Solve. And as many of you know, as the love and relationships editor for Essence for the last nine years, I have been dealing with matters of the heart for a long time. And I'm constantly interviewing different experts, influencers, and just women and men about their relationship problems. So that's what this podcast is all about. Solving your biggest relationship problems. Welcome to The Solve. Let's do it. Ladies, we've all been there. You're in a relationship. Things used to be going really well. You know, it was Bay, Netflix and chill. You guys been together forever, all over the gram. And then suddenly, everything feels wrong. You know it's over, but you don't know how to let go. Everyone has been there. You know, it could be that it ends up toxic. It could just be that you guys have grown apart. Who knows the reasons? There are many reasons. But all we know is that it's over, but you don't know how to get out. You don't want to be in it anymore, but you really don't know why you just keep staying. You haven't been ready to leave. This week, I brought my girl Demetria Lucas in, former Essence Relationships editor, author, and just all around, tell it like it is, relationship guru. I chose Demetria for this topic because she actually went through a public divorce and she had to let go of a relationship that was no longer working for her. So having a relationship expert who went through this problem, I figured who better than to help us solve it. Everyone, I am so <laughs> excited to be here with my boo, Demetria L. Lucas. Hey, Bay. Hey, Bay. Hey. Now, I'm going to read all of the wonderful things you've done because I have to introduce you because you are official Essence family. Oh, thank you. Former Essence columnist, columnist. relationships editor. Yeah. Did you have any other titles when you were here? I feel like you were yeah, every woman even then. But you were the, the original Essence love guru, I like to say, because Demetria was here when I started. She walked me with open arms. That was a long time ago. It doesn't feel like it was eight years ago. Was it eight years ago? Yes. Oh my god. Eight years ago. Look at all the things you've done in eight years. It feels like yesterday. It does. And you've only gone on to be even more of the authority in all things love, modern relationships, cultural commentary. You're all over. You're in our podcast. You're on YouTube. You're on Instagram. You're in our IG stories. You're just giving us life. I am. So let me give you all her official introduction. My girl, Demetria, who was dubbed the Black Carrie Bradshaw mm-hmm. by the Washington Post, which I love. Don't you love that? That's like the best title ever. It's, I feel weird about it. Why? But I'm not going to stop you. Should no, I stop you Really? Now? Yeah, okay. stop me. Tell me. So I feel weird about like being the black version of someone, of a fictional white character. And mm. I've always felt weird about it. But it's like a shorthand for what I do. True. It's a great way to describe it's just, what Yeah. You and like Carrie was beloved. Everyone really loved it. They loved her. They loved her fashion. But she, you are just Demetria. Yes. Like she also made terrible mistakes, which I like relate to on that level. But you know, she's human, which we're totally going to talk, talk about, about today. That's yeah. why we're here, exactly. But I, what I love about calling you the Black Carrie Bradshaw, though, I have to say, is because you know how Carrie always asks questions. Yes. Like, why are we doing this? Yes. And I wonder why we're like this. Yes. That's what this show is about, and that's what you do every day. Yes. You don't just call people out. You don't just offer advice. You explore. It's like, why are you doing like, this? What's wrong with us? Why did I do that? Yeah. yeah. Like, girl, you are also the author of two books, soon to be three. Yes. Okay. We're going to read them. Don't Waste Your Pretty, the go-to guide for making smarter decisions in life and love. That's your second book. And your first book, which we all know and love as well, A Bell in Brooklyn, the go-to guide for living your best single life. And you're working on your third book, 
Life is not a dress rehearsal. Yes. Girl, receipts. I know. And you have a podcast. And Hold a podcast. Up. Brand new. Ratchet and respectable. Yes. What's the podcast about? Um, it is, it's about the intersection of being ratchet and respectable. Those are the two categories that women are often placed in. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of an updated version of Madonna and whore. If you're an English literature major, you know what that comes from. Exactly. But women are either good or bad. There's no in between. And mm -hmm. of all the women I know, all the women I've interviewed, all the women I've coached, all the women I've talked to, no one's full Madonna, no one's full whore, no one's full ratchet, no one's full respectable. So it's about the intersection of that. So um, mm -hmm. we talk about relationships and we talk about dating because those are my favorite topics. But we yes. also talk about pop culture and politics and what's on Netflix and anything that people are talking about. I just want us to have like a good kitchen table community space where you can be like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, oh, my God, I didn't know about that. And now Demetria is telling me. And we love it when you tell it like it is, which is why I brought you here today. I don't know any other way. But that's what we love because we have to talk about these things. They're yes. out here. We're doing them. We're living them. And especially when it comes to matters of the heart. Yes. So as you know, having said on this, in this post before, we always have the same relationship issues. Yes. Because they're not necessarily solvable, but we can work on the solution. Yes. We always make the same mistakes with love. Until you learn. Yeah. Until you learn. You make the same mistakes until you learn a lesson. And then your girlfriend makes it and her girlfriend makes it well, and then your auntie makes it. Someone's always making someone's it. Someone's always making it. So part of the reason that I share my mistakes and my lessons mm -hmm. is I think I got it. And I think maybe if I lived it and I made that mistake, I can yeah. tell you about it. So when you're on the cusp of it, you can be like, oh, what? you know what? This story sounds familiar. I don't need to like play this out, read to the ending yeah. to like to see how it blows up. Like I've seen it blow up on somebody else. She, she did it. She told me about it. And now I don't need to live it for myself. I can make a different, different choice mm -hmm. early on and make a different mistake. Because we're always going to make mistakes. We don't have to make the same mistakes that somebody else made. And you've built an entire community around those conversations. Yes. Especially on social media. Yes. Like some shit goes down. I'm like, let me go to Demi. Okay. <laughs> let, me, let me see what's happening. How she feels about this messery most recently with V. Smith, its husband. Oh my Girl. gosh. He's still making the media rounds. It's 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 insane. It's like and insane. I wrote about it for Essence.com and you, you know, I've seen that piece everywhere. Like people send it to me. Like, I didn't write it. Like, I'm just right. like, I'm glad it's in like, girl, you got to read this. Did you see the byline? Because I wrote what you're sending Hello. me. Like, hi. Um, but yeah, like, I just, you know, B. Smith is such a respected and revered mm -hmm. woman. You know, like, as a model, as a restaurateur, as a, as a media maven, as just an overall entrepreneur, she set the groundwork and paved the way for a lot of young black women or older black women to dream bigger. Yes. You know, and she's beloved by Essence. She was always in, in Essence pages. So to see her disregarded, disrespected mm -hmm. in, in the way that she is and being embarrassed. and embarrassed because B Smith would never have been in anybody's video on anybody's screen in anybody's photograph without the face fully beat, without the, 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 the look pulled together. That Ever. was her, her look was her brand. She took great pride um, in pulling herself together and looking in, in a specific image. It was well-constructed, you oh, know? Yeah. Um, so just to, to see her being put out, um, on display, almost on display. like out. Like, yeah, you know, look at our family. We're the new, what they call themselves, the new modern family. I had to stop. Like, they were like, this is us meets modern family. And I'm like, you know what? I get it. My grandmother had Alzheimer's, as I said in the article. Mm -hmm. Like, I get it. it's a very tough disease. I don't think that her husband should, you know, live the rest of his life, you know, alone in loneliness. Um, it's asking a lot, you know, despite the marriage vows, it's asking a lot just to, to give up everything and, and be in service to, to one person who doesn't really know who you are or who she is in the world anymore. So I get it. But I'm like, to plaster it all over 
TV and and social media. It's, like, it's just sir. it's profoundly. It's, I'm saying disrespectful to be polite, but it's actually quite disgusting. They're literally branding the bullshit. Yeah, like that's what everyone's been talking I'm about. Like for the reality you show to turn. Like, yes, yeah. oh, you know it's coming. I, that's I feel like that's what this is revving up for. Like they started oh with a radio show, but I'm like now you're doing like every major media outlet. I'm like oh you're gearing up for. And her name is in every headline. Remember we were talking about that? Every, uh, they're using the handle, the B. Smith and Dan Gatsby show handle. Yeah. I mean, the account on Facebook. Facebook. It's a problem. Yeah. I'm like, you're using the brand and the money Mm -hmm. that that your wife built in her more, you know, coherent days to promote yourself and your your girlfriend. And he keeps saying it's because she's white. And I made a, a specific point in the essence piece not to mention her race because I was like, even if this is another black it chick, we'd be dragging y'all just the it same. It doesn't matter. It's like, messy. Like, what you're doing is is inappropriate and messy. It's messy. And yeah. I think, you know, speaking of that, I think sometimes we can't help but wonder if how you can be even treated after, let's say, you get sick or something happens if the relationship maybe wasn't what we thought it was. Because all I keep thinking is if he really loved and respected her yeah. the way we thought he did and the way they you know the relationship we thought they had this would never have happened so he was around long enough for i mean her brand was built when he came into the picture i think they met at one of her restaurants they did yeah yeah so the brand was built but i'm like you were with her for 20 years of her being coherent so you know what the brand is you know what it meant you you know you saw how the sausage was made and all the the effort that went into building this and now you're just carelessly destroying it for your own interest yeah, like, to keep his pockets. Your own self promotion. If you need the money, say you need the money, bro. Like you put out a go a <laughs> GoFundMe, like you know, B Smith needs help. Black women, we got you. We got you. you also, know? you know, get her a caretaker and move on. Because that's the other thing, and that's what today's discussion is all about. Is yeah. when you know you need to move on when something's not right and you can't let go. I think that reminded me of that a little bit too. I know that she, you know, they say in sickness and in health. Yeah. But if you can't do sickness, pay someone to take care of me and please leave me the hell alone. It's like, don't have your girlfriend do it. Right. Like, just, okay, you have your girlfriend like possibly wiping your girlfriend in the house Ugh. in the marital home. It's the problem. Doing the most with the least, the least. <laughs> sir. <laughs> Oh my god! And speaking of the least, sometimes we end up there. Yes. We end up in relationships that settling, girl, girl, settling forever. We've all done it. Waking up every day and being like, "This is my life." Yeah, there is nothing more miserable. Like people think waking up alone is miserable. Waking up next to somebody who you don't want to wake up next to, girl. ten times worse. Ex- ten times worse. These are facts. Yes. No, this is true. And then you also feel sometimes I think trapped. Because of social media, because sometimes we put ourselves out there like, oh, look at my man. Oh, I'm whatever. So secretly you're dying inside. But on the outside, you have this whole persona, this whole image. People did that and long people, before social media. Yes. Like, it's, it's not Fake even. It. <laughs> That's not been, new. Yeah. The social media part is putting it like majorly publicly. But people have been staying in bad relationships because of what other people will think. Optics. Since the beginning of time. Exactly. You know? And we feel bad about it. We let it go on. And then we're always willing to tell you, oh, it's been, it was over a year before I got out. Or five months before I got out. But we stayed for so that extra time. The people who tell me that it was over five months before they got, they got out, the people who tell me it was a year, mm-hmm. those people don't bother me, right? Like, mm-hmm. you had to figure out a plan, an exit plan. So you didn't want to just go off into the wilderness and just be out here on your own with no yes, plan. I get plan. that. Like, you you decided this was over and you made a plan. I yeah. got you, right? Yeah. The people who come and be like, it's been 20 years, ma'am. Like, I knew before the child was born, the child just went to college. So mm-hmm. 18 years? And you know, people say, well, I was there for the kids, or I was there for this, or I was there for that. I'm like, be honest with yourself. Like, you were there because you wanted to be there. Yeah. Or you were scared to leave. Yeah, scared to leave. That's what a lot of it is. You're scared to leave. You don't know what the 
It's right. the devil you know versus the devil you don't. Well, you ready to go in? Because like this politics. is real. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like it's something that maybe I, what I want this show to be is just this little moment between you and your earphones, your car radio, whatever you listen to your podcast on, where you're like, if that's me, someone's giving me an answer. Yeah. If I don't want to talk to my girlfriend about it, you know, I don't know who yeah. to ask. I don't know what book like to if read. If you're looking for the sign, right? This is it. This is it. <laughs> Leave is him, it. sis. Leave her, Leave sis. Him. Whoever, you know. All right. So let's just go in. When women stay in romantic situations for months or even years, like we talked about, past their expiration date, beyond fear, what else do you think it is? I mean, fear is at the core of everything. It's almost like this is the, this is what I know versus mm -hmm. the unknown. So even fear if you're the in a, the fear of the unknown, so even if you're in a bad situation, you know like about like, okay, if I do this, this is going to trigger this argument. If I don't do this, this is going to trigger that. So you know how that situation operates, even if it's dysfunctional. If you exit that situation, then it's a big wide world of what if. Mm -hmm. And I think that scares people more than anything else. Also bills. Bill. I think sometimes so, women are like, wait, how much do I have to pay? And not half of what? Like, exactly. bills will lock you in. Money. Money. Well, especially in New York, too. Yes. New York, San Francisco, <laughs> LA, LA, like any major city. Okay. Like, you know, you living with somebody and, if, you know, God, if he's paying it all or you're going half on it, like, you know, you're like, I got to go out here on my own. Yeah. That's your whole shoe budget. Bills. Yeah. Your dr drinks, ladies night, all of it's over. But look, so I remember for this. Now. Um, <laughs> I was watching when, you know, I was married for... A while. Yeah. Well, not very long, but I was married for a bit. Um, and then last, I guess 2017. No, what would it be? 2019? Yeah, it was 2017. Yeah. I announced that I had, you know, left my husband yeah. because things were not working out. We got married on national television. It was public. The marriage was public. So the announcement that I, you know, we were separated was also public as well. Um, and I loved your announcement, by the way. We got to talk about yeah. just how you were just that you were direct to the point. And then move the hell on. Move the hell on. We will talk about this forever. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Oh, hey, like, this is coming. The let me set the record. Yeah. Um, so I made this announcement, and I didn't know what mm -hmm. was next. Like, it was just, I, I often I refer to it as, like, I pulled the pin in my own grenade. I, I blew everything up. Um, and I didn't know what was coming. But I knew for a long time why I stayed. Mm -hmm. And it was the idea that, and I wrote about this on, on my blog once, that I'd, I'd invested all this time into this career, right? Yeah. I'm dating a relationship expert who quickly gets married and then unmarried. So I'm like, people are going to think, like, this girl's an idiot. And she's not good at what she does. You know, like, the crazy thing is like people were like, well, you took your own advice. So I'll keep rocking with <laughs> right. you. And I was like, really? What you, you know, know is I, I didn't know. So that's real. the thing. Like, when you're, when you're in fear mode, like, you're not thinking logically. I was also very depressed at the time. Like, right. it didn't make sense. But I remember one day I woke up. Because I watch OWN like 24-7, right? So I wake up. There's like reruns of like Iyanla. And there was this woman. I think she was married to a pastor. He was cheating on her. He may or may not have been cheating with somebody in the church. May or may not have had a kid. Uh -oh. It's a little hazy at this point. Nasty. But Iyanla asked the woman. She said, well, why did you stay in this relationship? Yeah. And the woman starts listing. And she says, well, I like being first lady of the church. Like, you know, I walk Status. in and people respect me. And I have my own parking spot. And I have, like, all these hats. And I have these other things. And so Iyanla was like, well, let me break it down for you. You staying for some hats a parking spot and a, the respect of people who don't respect you. Because if you know your husband is cheating they then everybody too. else knows too, people don't respect you. They feel sorry for you. Yeah. And so when I started cataloging all the reasons that I was staying in a relationship that become, had become very dysfunctional, mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I'm staying for a bunch of dumb shit. Like they literally, like if I clocked it out and like the amount that it costs, I make it in a speaking engagement. Ooh. Ooh. That's real. 
Yeah. That's and once I realized that and I was like, I'm worried about like I spent this on I spent this on this and you know, like, well, you know, this is my apartment and I lived here before it was our marital home and blah, blah, blah. It's an apartment. I don't own it. I'm See? fighting with you over a place that I rent in a city that I didn't want to live in anymore on GP. Like I didn't want it, but I didn't want you to have it. Yeah. That's my ego. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. you're staying in things and you just got to really look at like, why am I the here? Reason. It wasn't the fear of being alone. Like I was comfortable. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to bomb my career. I'd already started doing a bunch of travel stuff. So I was like, so yeah. I guess I'll be a travel expert now. Like, <laughs> Moving like on. There, there are other things. And I was at the core of what I do. I'm a journalist. I can mm -hmm. ask people questions all day. So, all day. you know, I'll go focus on another aspect of journalism or I'll just ask questions about dating. I won't give advice anymore. But I really started looking at why I was here. It was like, for Girl, nothing. You were like, it's petty. Pettiness and Pettiness. ego. Ego. Assess the petty. I hear assess the petty, yes. add up the reasons. Yeah. Like really, it sounds like you almost need to write down. Like, yes. why am I saying, or pull your phone out. Why am I saying? Because yes. in your head, it sounds like one thing. Mm -hmm. You know, like you have it in your head. You're like, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then you talk to somebody, you talk yeah. it out, and then all of a sudden it becomes clear. When you start writing down the reasons that it you're in a relationship with somebody, <laughs> like somebody that you're unhappy with, that you wake up every morning, you hear their key in the door, and you're like, shit, they home. Yeah. Like, you you start looking at those reasons of why you put up with that, and they're so small. So small. Like, there's a few things that beat peace of mind, not even happiness. Peace. Okay. Peace. And I think also we, when you look at them, you'll realize they're solvable because it's like, oh, okay, well, I'll have more bills. But you can also maybe get a new, like, get exactly. a new place, change get, locations. Get a new job. Get a new job. Exactly. Let's claim that. Exactly. exactly. If you want to rebuild your life, rebuild the whole thing. You ain't just got to exit the relationship. Because usually I find that when people are in dead-end relationships uh -huh. or, or, you know, romantic relationships, they're operating in that said same dead end way mm -hmm. in other aspects of your life. It's not like you do everything right on every other front and then you're just holding yourself back here. Yeah. You're holding yourself back across the board. It's like like you know, laziness kind of just spreads yeah. like, from your relationship to laziness, your career. Laziness, complacency, not speaking up for yourself, not knowing your worth. It's not like you know you, you're able to speak up for yourself at work, but you can't do it at home. It's like that's a skill set. That they're you, all connected. Exactly, they're all connected. That's so. real. And it sounds like what you're saying is to trigger that wake up call. Mm -hmm. You really have to assess yourself. Yes, it's, it's more cute. difficult with the job because the job is health insurance and yeah. such. Like you know, you need that. <laughs> like don't play with that. Um, but yeah, but like once you empower yourself in one aspect of your life, it's and, and everything doesn't fall apart. Like you think it will. Mm -hmm. Somehow it all comes together. It's much easier to do over and over, and also in other parts of your life. And how would you also recommend that once, okay, so wake up call. Yes. You're like, I need to leave. I'm being petty. Now what? How would you recommend that they proceed? Is it a fast exit plan? Is it a, a quick, you know, is it quick? Is it long? Is it talk to someone about it? Make sure you, it's what you want to do. Like, what are the steps? Because I think sometimes we just say, okay, now I want to leave, but how? Yeah, so it it depends. If it's an abusive relationship, mm -hmm. right? I mean, emotional, financial, physical, mm -hmm. otherwise, then you need to exit as quickly as you can, but as sensibly right, as you can, right? Like, <laughs> yes. um, you know, if you have to go to a shelter, then that is what it is. Um, mm. But if you can find yourself another safe and stable transition environment or permanent environment, mm -hmm. then that's ideal. Um, get your finances in order. You know, just on the dollar, women make less. We don't make the same thing as guys or most guys Way tend less. to. Um, so get your money in order because you don't want to, you know, leave broke. So if you can, you know, put up with the BS just a little bit longer to stack up some checks. Save like, to leave. Save to leave. That's the thing. You know, that's the thing. That is an exit <laughs> plan. Like, I think a lot of people think that, like, you know, you're done and because you don't walk out the door right away and it doesn't mean it's really over for you. Yeah. No, like you decide you're done, you execute a plan and then you leave. You can be done before you go. 
mentally check out, yes. plan physically, physically check, check out. out. Exactly. I like that. I love like the way you break me down. I'm trying. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, because like, we're trying the to, two of us. You know, we're trying yeah. to solve this. Yeah. At least try to. Like we said, there ain't no solution. Exactly. But we're trying to help these sisters out. Put people on a path. Yes. On a path. Like I need. I want people to have homework. Like I want them to walk away and be like, they literally told me what to do. Yeah. I can't say I'm lost, confused. I don't know. They told me. You know what? I'll say something else though, because um, people ask me often. When, how do I know when to go? Mm, and I feel times. like you know when you know. Like you can talk to people about it because when, I, when my, my marriage was falling apart, I talked to people until I was blue in the face. And then I started noticing they didn't want to hear it anymore. And I was like, mm. I'm just talking, but I'm not doing. Mm-hmm. And it was like, at some point, I have to either, you know, piss or get off the pot. Yes. God, I feel so bad using this language on essence. But it's how I talk. I'm I mean, sorry. we have to be our authentic selves. If this is authentically <laughs> me. Little <laughs> ratchet, little respectable. Exactly. Um, Hence the intersection. It's the intersection. But no, like you, you know when you know. Like you wake up one day and you're just like, I've had enough. Mm-hmm. And it might not even be something happened the night before or the week before. You're just like... I'm tired of being tired yes. and I have to go now or I have to start my exit plan to get out of here. At some point you realize like if you don't change, nothing changes. So. Mm. And see, when you tapped on the complaining, I was going to ask you like, let's really break down the signs. Mm-hmm. That's the number one sign. When your friends are tired of hearing you. Yes, you've complained that much. Talk about your bad situation. Yeah. That means it's spreading and that means you are not doing anything but complaining. You know, my other, I guess, realization was yeah. like, because a lot of my friends are married, like you're married and, um, you know, a bunch of other like close friends are, but they would talk about. You know, everyone has complaints about their spouse. Like, yeah, everyone's spouse normal. gets on their nerves. Yeah, that's that's normal. totally normal. Like, you argue, you disagree, mm-hmm. like, you know, you might vent a little. Vent a little or whatever. But yeah. my stories were always way crazier <laughs> than everyone else's. Like, we need a drink for this story. Need, not even one drink. We need a few drinks. <laughs> Right, and it a got pitcher. to the point like a pitcher, like you know, and not just you know, like we had a hard day, but it was like every day is a hard day. Like that's you a know, sign. That's a sign. The pattern of misery. Yeah, it was it was way more bad days than good. And I remember like when we started out, I think a lot of people talk about like their spouses when things don't work out. People are like, well, what changed? Like, well, you knew what it was going in, and it's like, well, going in, it was like it was like fifty percent great. And then it was like 20% good. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like a little bit of okay. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, what would that get on my nerves? And I hate it when he does blah, blah, blah. That's and then fine. over time that I, because everyone has stuff that you don't like, that you kind of right. gets on your nerves, but it wasn't red flag stuff to me right. in the proportion that it was when we started out. Right. And then over time, more of that red flag stuff, it went from being like a 5% to like a 10% to like a 30%. And I was like, well, no, no, no. Like, hold on. Like, it was one thing, five, like this pops up a couple times a year. Like, I could deal with that. But I was like, you doing this like every weekend. And it's bothering me. And yeah. And it's like, you're not trying to hear me when I'm, when I'm asking for, you know, change. And support. Like, yeah. Or yeah. support. Or conversation. Just very basic things. Oh, you really, Demetria? Girl. Mm. You just gave a word, right? Because when we're in love, the annoying things are cute. And as long as you keep, at least I find so far, you know, I'm what, almost 10 years in my marriage. Yeah. So far. You're a lifer. Girl, right? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm about to make a milestone here. But I find that the annoying things still remain cute yeah. when you love them. Yeah. But I had some friends, they would they used to be like, oh, I love the way, you know, he laughs in the movie. Da, da, da. Now I hate when he laughs in the movie and talks That's immediately. That's doing other BS that doesn't make exactly. up for the BS. Exactly. Because it was one thing when it was like, in proportion, you yeah. can deal with certain things. Totally. But like, you know. 
So I'm like, girl, you don't you don't love him anymore. And then they're like, wait, well, yes, I do. I'm like, no, but you don't because the things that you loved about him that were cute, now they make you hate his ass. I mean, it's a thin line. <laughs> it's a really it's thin, a thin line. line. You know, people oh. say that it's a cliche line, but it's very, very true. Girl, it's so true. Woo, we are going in. Okay, wait. So can we go back to being scared for a second? Yeah. Because I also need to figure out how we define scared versus lazy. Because sometimes I think we're not really scared to leave. Like you said, we're just thinking that it's too much work. And mm-hmm. I think other times we're actually scared to leave because we're afraid to be alone. Do, how do we differentiate? Because it can feel the same in that moment of despair with that sangria in your hand. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you know? I think it's, it's another one of those things. When you want to do something, you do it. Yeah. Right? That's true. Like, so if you want to go, you go. figure out how to go. And if you want to be there, you figure out how to stay. So I, I don't want to use the word like lazy. Like you're you're complaining, but you don't really want to do anything about it. You're not ready. You're not ready. That's what it is. Or you don't really want to go. And some people don't want to be honest about that. Like, because people say, and very often, like people online talk a bunch of mess or whatever. Like, I wouldn't put up with this and I wouldn't put up with but that. They do. And I wouldn't whatever. <laughs> but people clearly do because people write into me all the time. Daily. About, uh, daily. Many questions. <laughs> daily. daily. I've answered 60,000 of these questions over the last few years. But people put up with a lot of things that they say they wouldn't put up with. Mm-hmm. Your deal breakers aren't everybody else's deal breakers. You may think they're deal breakers till they actually happen. And you're just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm willing to put up with it. So you say you don't. You say you want to go. You say you're not happy. But if you stay, if you stay, you're kind of condoning it. That's so true. Ooh, People don't like that. Like it's an you, uncomfortable you're, you're, truth. You're, you're, you're judged by your, what you do, not what you say, but what you do. And your girlfriends are judging you. Make no mistake. They love you, but if yeah. you keep saying it and you're not doing anything about it, they don't believe you. Yeah. Because it got from like, oh, D, like, I'm so sorry this is happening or, you know, trying to problem solve it to be like, well, girl, I guess. And I was like, I know what that is. That's just, you've been talking about this. I'm, I'm not going to be the one. Like, I have a rule. I don't tell people to leave relationships unless they're abusive. Relationships, marriages, like, that's a decision you must make for yourself. And it got to the point where my friends were hitting me with my own lines. Uh-huh. Like, oh, well, girl, I guess. And I, I guess. was like, wait, <laughs> wait, am I living an Ask Demetria question? <laughs> oh, my God. What I is happening? to my own Ask Demetria. Yeah. Oh my God, that must have been so awkward though for you. Because you are that girl for so yeah. many people when like, they realize they were Demetrying you. Not to you. Take no shit and I'm taking shit. Like, <laughs> so self examination is a But, hell of a but thing. You, oh, you, you moved past it. Look, you did what you had to do and now you are in a new stage in your life. Yeah. And I do want to talk about that because I think sometimes we keep, we become the girl who cried breakup. Yeah. Like we just leave and come back, leave and come back, leave and come back. I did that too. You know, and so I also want to talk about how to leave for good. Yeah. When we are ready. Yeah. Because there's a difference between leaving for the moment and then letting loneliness lure you back in there. Yeah. Or comfort, right? We won't just say lonely. Um, but how do you leave for good and and really just start the next chapter? There's a difference between like, I'm done with this. Like, I'm done with this. I'm out. Like, with the wave of the hand. And there's like, the no, I'm done. Like, I'm like, there's just, it's not an announcement. You don't need to call and have a consensus. You don't need to have a girlfriend's powwow. Yeah. You're just like, I'm just about to pack these bags and start folding <laughs> these clothes. Let me go to the store and get some boxes real quick. Call like, a friend and mover. Just, when you're done, you're done. Like, it's not really that hard. The whole back and forth is you trying to get up the courage mm-hmm. to be final, like, final, like it's finito, done, done, done. Um, and people, that's like a point. Yeah, people judge that, but it's like, it's part of the process sometimes. It's part of the process. Like, yeah. I think people, especially for black women, like, you expect that there's, you know, there's strength. You have, like, these reserves of strength Strong that, black that, that never empty out. But it's, like, sometimes you have to build up the courage to do something. It's, like, remember that um, 
there was a YouTube video of like some kid like trying to jump up on like a box or something it was being encouraged by his dad. It's actually a little boy with a ponytail it was being encouraged by his dad. Like you, sometimes you got to run back and jump and fall and run back and jump and fall. Mm-hmm. Like you literally have to build yourself up the same way you build up muscles to lay in the, um, in the gym, yeah. you know, you got to build yourself up and get yourself together. So you tried and, and you made it three feet and then you try again and you make it six, but you know, you keep going and eventually, you know, you make it fully out the door, down the block, around the corner into a new apartment, like with a new lease that you yeah. can't break. There like, you go. And look, you've made it. You've made it. Over the mountain. Yes. Okay. Like, we don't think it just has to be like, a, oh, like I'm done and I leave and I'm gone forever. Like, you know, if it takes you two tries, if it takes you three, if it takes you 10, like, I just want you out of the situation. So if it, you have to build up to get out, that's fine. Just go. I love that. And I also love this idea that, like, maybe the little steps, like the running and falling, the running and falling. Yeah. It's also different, I imagine, for every woman. Yeah. So, like, what was your way of just, like, really revving up to get over that mountain? Was it the support of your girlfriends? I have a friend who journaled through her divorce. Yeah. You know, like, what was the thing that kind of kept you focused on making sure that you were finished and out? And even emotionally, like, the mental health part of it. Um. This is going to sound like really, maybe it'll sound weird. Maybe other people do this. I keep a picture of my 22-year-old self in my phone. It's from my birthday party when I turned 22. I know you were snatched. Um, I was. I was very snatched. <laughs> I know you Girl, were Girl, like I was very snatched. I was like, can I get that way? Because I'm killing myself in the gym right now. Yeah. Um, snatched. Girl, you but not good. that. But not that but snatched. The, not 22-year-old like, Not 22 snatched. Um, 22, you knew We nothing. didn't even know how snatched we were. No. You ever look back at a we'd photo look at and you're pictures like. And be like, oh my God, I need to lose weight. And I was like, now I kill for that body. If I could talk to that girl, yes. I'd be like, shut up exactly. and go out there and, and meet your clothes dress. off. I was like, really, take half your clothes <laughs> what off. What are you doing? I was trying to cover up things. I had oh a sweater God. on all the time. I was and like, I'd be been half naked. Suit. Every day. What? A cat suit every day with the back out. Like, just, oh. And you could wear heels and they didn't hurt. But go ahead. Girl. <laughs> I, have a, I have a combat boots right now. It's just, <laughs> I, I have sciatica. Like this, okay, moving on. I'm getting distracted. <laughs> no, um, Continue. God, I can't even remember the question. <laughs> I was asking you what you did to work through oh, it. What okay. was your support system? So I, I look at this the picture. The 22-year-old picture of yourself. Of my 22-year-old self. And I talk to her about relationship decisions and job decisions. That She makes all my best decisions. Because at 22, the world is laid out before you. You know, like I I'd finished school. I had my graduate degree like really early. Um, I knew I wanted to move to New York. I had such big dreams. And everyone kept telling me how possible they were, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think over time we get bogged down. Well, I'm too old to do this. And, you know, I, I don't want to try to go into something new because blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but I kept wondering if 22 asked me, if I asked 22, what should I do? She would say, get the hell on. Girl. Right? Yeah. Like there's more life to get be it. lived. And, and I would be like, well, 22, like, you know, I'm not 22 anymore. And she'd be like, so? You know, I love that. But like, like your friend in your phone, that's who yeah. you need to be talking to. But the, the way that you pour into your younger self, like the same way you say, you look at those pictures and you, you want to tell her so many things. Like yes. you want to tell her like, girl, put the cat suit on. Yes. You know, like, exactly. And she <laughs> talks, she talks back to me and she's like, you know, live your best life. Like you had this dream. You went to New York. You fulfilled it. Like it's time for a new dream. This is blocking the blessing. So let's remove this blockage and let's continue forth. With our dreams. Okay, so everyone go in Facebook albums. Exactly. Scroll through your Instagram exactly. page. That 10-year challenge that you did okay. a couple, like, yes. last month. You've been looking like, at your oldies, but goodie photos. Exactly. Go find 22. 
Put 22 in your phone and start talking to her about yeah. what you're working through. That's yeah. good. I'm going to do it. It got me. That gets me through a lot of stuff. Like, should I take this job? Yeah. Should I sign up? Because I know 22. I look at her sometimes, but she's not in my phone. See, yeah. I need to keep her closer. <laughs> keep, keep her closer. She's got great advice. She's got great advice. She tells you to live. She's your she's, real girl, yes. like home girl. The one that is really, what they say, black women hype your girl. Yes. She's hyping you. Yes. I That's love like that. Live. Should I go on this trip? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, she never says no yes. to a trip. Yes. It's like Amanda Seals in her comedy show. She talked about Latravius, the gay yes. black man in her mirror. Yes. yes. <laughs> we need 22 as Latravius. Yes. Okay, last thing. How do we, can we talk about forgiveness, right? Yes. Because you also may feel sometimes like a failure, I think, when you mm-hmm. leave a relationship. You're not, but yeah. you can feel like you failed at something because you didn't set out to not be in the relationship anymore. How do you forgive yourself? not label it a failure, mm-hmm. and just move the hell on with your life? Like, how do you just reject all those feelings? Because they're not real, but mm-hmm. they come for us. I mean, they sound real. Because yeah. it all pops in your head and they tell yeah. you that, you know, you're a certain age and these are the things that you're, you've accomplished and you're yeah. not going to meet anybody else and nobody's going to want you with this, you know, relationship history baggage. Yep. And I try to think about, I don't know why I have all these, like, imaginary people in my head. Um, I want to hang out with all of them. Like there's, and they're awesome, I think. <laughs> but I try to think, like, if someone like you came to me and was saying such negative things about yourself, mm-hmm. I would be like, are you crazy? Right. And I would pour into you with all of the amazing things that you are. And we could admit, we could be like, well, yeah, you messed that up. That was yeah. pretty fucked mm-hmm. up, you know? It happens. But it happens. But there's so much more to you than your mistakes, you know? And I think that's the difference between people with high self-esteem and people with low self-esteem is you focus on the best parts of yourself. You acknowledge mm-hmm. the flaws. But you focus on the best parts of yourself instead of the worst. So I would fo- I would encourage people, and it's a process. Like I can say this now on the other side of it, but to focus on the best parts of yourself and what you have to offer. And even though it's prehistoric, you know, you could type it in your phone, but sometimes you need to like get out a pen and a piece of paper and physically engage and write down yes. like these are the best parts of myself. This is why I'm worthy. Yes. And if you can't come up with nothing else, be like, because God made me. Thanks. And then that's God. it. You can That's close the book after that. But if you'd like to continue to make the list, you know, And you then can. put it up somewhere. Like put it on your laptop. Put it on your mirror. Put, put it, it in on your the bathroom phone. mirror so okay. you see it every morning. If you need to recite it. Like, if you got to brainwash yourself into, you know, sound judgment, I'm all for that, too. <laughs> like, I used to listen to Jaguar Wright's um, self-love, self-motivation. You just took me back. Girl. What? When I, when I left grad school in 2001, um, it was right after September 11th, the economy had tanked in New York, mm-hmm. and I couldn't find a job. So I'm like, time. I got this fancy NYU degree, and I can't get employed. So I moved back home. I was super depressed. Like, my home is perfectly fine. My parents are lovely people, but I'm just depressed because I wanted to be in New York. I'm in the suburbs of D.C. And I would listen to Jaguar's self-love, self-motivation, like, nonstop, in the car, on the treadmill, sitting on the back steps with my headphones on. I was depressed as all get out. I should have been going to a therapist, but that was me working That was your therapy. But it's, there's something, there's a line in the song, like, if you don't like your job, maybe you should quit. Go live your life. Stop being a bitch. Something like that. But it's really just, you know, just... Do something. Stop complaining and do something. So I listened to that until I got back to New York. And then when I was going through, you know, my marriage was falling apart. Like, where's Jaguar? Because that got me through it last time. So I put the headphones on and, you know, I listened to that song until I built myself up. And then after I left, you know, it was a complete mess. The idea that, you know, you leave and then everything magically comes together. Like, no, you're going to go through hell. You're going to go through, excuse me, Mm -hmm. go through another layer of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that takes a while. Like, I'm just coming out of that period, like 18 months later. 
Um, you seem like you're in a great place. And you're able to talk about it and reflect on it. So that's kind of how you know you're getting there. Well, that's because I write about it constantly. Like, therapy. that's my thing. And therapy. Like, I have a good therapist. <laughs> yes. like, let's, like, and let's writing start. is your therapy. Th- writing is my therapy. Um, and I talk about it sometimes. You know, like, I'll yeah. put certain things, like, out there with what I'm comfortable sharing. Because folks will come up to me in Target and be like, well, I saw what you wrote on your Instagram. <sighs> and I'm, People... it's fair game. I put it out there. I don't even. I know. But, but you also <laughs> very clear about when I draw a line. Don't cross it. So well, that thing went viral. The, so I know, who, but the fact follow, that they're still after no. you told them, don't ask me about it. They're still asking you about it, and it's it's fair game. Like I, I, I know that. that I've been doing this for like over ten years now, like writing about my life since like two thousand seven. So if I put it out there, it's fair game to ask me about. But like people don't come up to me when I'm like at an event speaking on stage and ask me like the very personal questions, which I think are fair game for. Yeah. For those kind of things. But like standing in line at Target, Walmart, Nordstrom Rack, any of those places, people were like, ain't you the girl that was on that show oh who wrote God. that book, who left her husband? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I admire your strength, sis. Because I would be like, yep, yep, yep. Love you. Gotta go. No, I very loving about it. it. And that's what I mean. So when people come up to me, and I don't know if, the, if we were still rolling, we were talking about that. But people who say I left six months ago or people who left a year ago, yeah. they're okay. Like they, they made a decision, they made a plan and they got out. But the number of people who come up and say, it took me 20 years to do what you did because I knew at two and a half. So I left at two and a half, but I knew before that. That means they were miserable for 18 years. Yeah. That's, and that's what we want to prevent. Yeah. So and since that's we need I you to leave. Like, like I, I when made ready. that mistake and you know, like I, what was really hard for me is that I knew better. Because I gave people advice. Like, Every I would day. tell people, like, you know, this ain't working and you need to go. Yeah. Like, you feel like a pit, that, that thing in the pit of your stomach, that intuition that says this ain't right. Yeah. You don't need confirmation. Like, it ain't right. Like, you can go just based off that. And I didn't listen. But you did, eventually. I mean, eventually. You did. But it would have been so much easier <laughs> to, to not. not waste my pretty all along as opposed to, you know, doing it for yes, a little play. bit and pulling it back together. But, but that's also because we're real women and yeah. we're human and, you know, shit happens. Yeah. But we evolve and I we grow. I made some mistakes. I'm going to make some more, okay, too. Okay. And we Stick move along on. for the journey. <laughs> <laughs> we become more fabulous. And speaking of journey, thank you so much for coming back home to Essence to share your journey and to share some very necessary advice. I hope y'all were listening. She said, assess yourself. Okay, it's real assessment. Like, why are you staying? Get your list together. Think about your exit plan. Maybe save your money. Yes. Okay, let go of fear. Yeah. Okay, and get the hell out if you're ready to go. Trust your gut. Yes. And forgiveness. Forgive yourself. Forgiveness. Because you don't want want to walk around holding that over your head. Forgive them and you, too. Because that's the other thing. You don't want to hold hate in your heart for them. Yeah. And, you know, judge yourself. Yeah, forgive them even if they ain't asked for forgiveness. Amen. Just for peace of mind. Look at God so working can, on us. Exactly, girl. <laughs> girl, I sound enlightened like now. Yeah, like it took a while to get here. Wait a minute, what can I say? It took a while to get here. I didn't really w- w- think we would have said that eight years ago or ten. So that's we're, look Absolutely at God. Absolutely not. But Deidre, thank you so much. Thank you for having and me. And you guys go check out, check her out everywhere. But I love you on Instagram. Thank you. Give us a handle. Uh, Demetria L. Lucas. Yes. If on you Twitter, know, Instagram, Facebook. On all the places. Yes. And the book is coming. Do we know? We do not know. We are shopping it currently. Yes. In progress. Exactly. So if you are, uh, you know. <laughs> if y'all got the hook If up, you work her. at a publishing house and you would like to purchase the next novel. Please DM um, her immediately. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you. Thank you. That was fun. That's it for this week on The Solve. I hope we help someone solve their matter of the heart. Until next week, bye loves.